Arnold Schwarzenegger thinks there are three ways to become the person you want to become. First of all, have a clear vision of what you want. Picture it very clearly. Second, reps, 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 reps. Everything is reps. Do it till you learn it. Almost anything can be learned if you really want to. Third, tell everyone what you want to achieve. The more you tell it, the more it will become a reality. Also because you're telling people what you want, they will know about it, they might know someone, la la la, you'll achieve it. Once you do these three steps, you'll see how the impossible slowly turns into the possible. This and much, much more in his book, Total Recall, My Unbelievably True Life Story, which you can get for free at audibletrial.com slash double espresso. What free book? Are you kidding me? <laughs> no, I'm not. Audibletrial.com slash double espresso. No, no, no. Say it again, please. I didn't get it. <laughs> audibletrial.com slash double espresso. Yes. Perfect. And now <laughs> let's start with the real show. <laughs> we talking about today today we're talking about modern love Ooh, yes so there's a uh i think somebody posted actually an article about why you will marry the wrong person and why that's okay uh so the, I, i've been reading about this uh, articles and then there's alain de Botton, this philosopher that uh always posts like very interesting videos about love and uh, my friend working at the New York Times, she actually sent me uh, a link to this questionnaire that you're supposed to do with your partner. And since everyone thinks that me and Claudio are married, married. <laughs> we decided to do it together as a married couple. <laughs> yes. So we're going to do 36 questions to know if we love each other. Yeah, no, it's 30, 36 questions <laughs> on the way to love. I, I don't know this question. Like, I, I'm completely... But like, they say grab a partner, friend, lover, or stranger and get ready to get intimate. And we are all of them. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah, basically, you, you can do it too at home, even with your cat, probably. All right. Yes. But, so but the link is in the notes. The link is in the notes, yes. But before we start with that, let's check... How is it going in Casa Claudio? Live from New York. Live from New York. Live from New York. Casa Claudio. So I am going tomorrow to Italy. I'm gonna go to visit my mom, my sisters, my two little like creatures. That's my sister. Uh, Creatures, <laughs> creatures, five and almost one. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. And so your sister uh, has two daughters. No, one is a boy, a little boy, a bigger girl, jealous girl. And, yeah, sorry, uh, yeah, because remember the girl, I didn't remember the boy. So yeah. Mattia is adorable. You can like really do anything to him, and which is ha 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 ha. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to spend a nice week with them. And uh, what's new is that I finally bought the ticket to the Ro Tony Robbins seminar. 
Are you kidding me? Yes. No. Unleash the power within. Oh my God. Yes. So you're going to a Tony Robbins seminar. I'm going to go and Where see. is that? It's going to be in New York. Oh. Probably June, July or June, June or July. I don't know. July, probably. That's June. amazing. So if you don't know Tony Robbins, uh, like, actually, let's say like this. If you have Netflix, there's yes. a very cool documentary, which is... Uh, you're not my guru. You're not I'm not your guru. I'm not your, I'm guru, not your guru. And uh, that's Tony Robbins. Check it out. It's insanely amazing. It's really good. It's really good. So it's, it follows like it's, I think it's Date with Destiny. It's a smaller seminar. And you see people that tell, you know, that there's some suicidal people, some people that they have crazy stories. And you can see how he approached them and how he starts to make them think differently. So very interesting. And I've been reading about uh, Tony's book for a long time. And now uh, he has been interviewed in the Team Ferris podcast. I mean, amazing man. Uh, some people hate it. Some people love him. You got to decide which side you are. And I find it very valuable. I've learned a lot also about investing from, uh, from Tony. And uh, I'm really looking forward to be at the seminar. It's a four-day seminar. The price was $800. Wow. Like, but that's actually not so much for, for four, four days. days. For four days, that's I think so it's much. worth because they give you also homework to do before the seminar. So if you put yourself a lot into it, you, you hopefully get a lot of value. Man, but, I'm so jealous. I, like, take notes. Yes. And... Of course, we're going to do an episode about what you learned from Tony Robbins' yeah. seminar because that's worth more than $800. Uh, I'm going to go with a colleague, with Jonas from uh, Smartly, and uh, we, we decided also to do some training before together. Nice. So to really nice. dive into the whole thing and uh, in, invest this money uh, and uh, get a lot of value out of it. But tell me what's happening in Casa Simone. Ciao, Baba. Um, two big things, uh, one about life at home and one at work. So about life at work, uh, two things happening. So one is that today the, the Kiss, the band Kiss. So the band Kiss from uh, from I was US. made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. These guys. These guys. So they're coming to Finland next week. So what we noticed is that the main statues in the central railway stations are four men of rock. So head, which means men of rock. Yeah. And there are four. So what we did was we put up four kiss masks. So if you go on Instagram, hashtag men of rock, you'll see these kiss masks. And uh, it was just very fun to do. And uh, we've got a lot of earned media. It was very cool. Like every every almost outlet in Finland and abroad talked about us this stunt. So that was fun to do. And the other work-related thing, which is a lot of fun, maybe, is that I'm going to China for oh, the first time nice. ever. Ni hao, China. Wow. And, Never been. Yeah. And I'm going to Shanghai. And uh, I've asked some survival trip. And I got one very good one, which is... Keep your phone with a lot of battery the whole day because Google Translator will save your life. Because out of the office areas, no one speaks English. No matter what they say they do, they don't. And so when you need to ask something, you ask it to Google Translator and then you translate it into Chinese yeah. and then you they, play, to them, you play then. to them and they understand. Yeah. And they say that it really saves your life. 
and I'm so looking forward to it. I'm, I actually found out only recently that I have a free day, so I have a free Saturday. So that's really cool that I can go and explore. And probably that day I was thinking about going outside Shanghai to a small fishing fisher village. And uh, that's, you know, something more authentic, I think. And uh, I posted a picture on Instagram about me completing the visa selection. And a guy from my town in Italy was like, you're going to China, me too. I was like, okay, I'm going the nine. And he's like, me too. I'm arriving at 9 a.m. Me too. What the fuck? All right. I free. I am free on Saturday. Me too. I was like, yes. So actually, I have someone to go to this fishing See, village. The with. power of the internet. You're yeah. never alone. This is really cool. And then uh, about my own uh, home, so the real casa, Simone. <laughs> my wife is going tomorrow to a bachelorette party in Estonia, which means good for her. But which means that I'm home alone for the first time with two kids. And uh, I mean, the first one, she's almost four. She's super easy. She does everything by herself almost already. So she's cooking <laughs> almost also. The real thing, independent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Super independent. So that's, she's not the problem. She's, she's, she's awesome. I am a little bit worried about Melina. So my second daughter, uh, who's seven months old, got her first, first tooth today. So last night was pretty horrible. She cried for two hours straight. And uh, yeah, let's see about tomorrow. You can so. try the song, the waka waka. Hey, hey, <laughs> yeah, that one she drank. Like, 24 she, hours. That's the first <laughs> yeah, because she dances a lot with that song. And uh, I mean, of course, it's going to go well. Uh, it's just that, I mean, if you remember the last episode about waking up in the morning early, the biggest disruptor to my waking up early is Melina. So it's my second daughter. So if she cries a lot, I don't snooze because I never snooze, but I move the alarm later yeah. because it's just impossible. Like yeah. when you don't sleep for three hours straight. You need to recover. Exactly. And then I'm always jet lagged. So, you know, of course it's going to go well, but I'm a bit worried. But now, before we start with the questions, we welcome here a guest. Kalle, hi. Hello. So what happened is we are in Helsinki, which we actually haven't said before. So Claudio is still in Helsinki. And, uh, and we have Kalle, who, by the way, is one of our listeners, aren't you, Kalle? Yes, exactly. We, uh, we haven't prepared he, this, by the way. He actually inspired, <laughs> yeah, it's 11 p.m. And Kalle inspired the three books uh, episode, like the three books that changed our life. So Kalle suggested the topic and we did it the day after. We thought it was really cool. Exactly. He suggested the topic on Facebook and we did it right away. So Kalle, how have you liked the Double Espresso show? I actually really love the old name even more than the current one, but but only I, sex is better. Yeah, only yeah, sex is better. I, yeah. name. I agree. But yeah, I, I really like listening to the three books that changed my life uh, podcast because there is a nice there were a lot of nice um, ideas to read, and mm -hmm. actually I have added those to my Goodreads account. Ah, still nice. Working on on it, and you I know also... we should add them to your mm -hmm. Audible account yeah you just uh, join there so just, just by the way i want to say this tomorrow should be the day when we get the first commissions oh my God. so oh. we might actually repay about 80 percent of the expenses we've done until now wow which I will, is I will uh try, i will try and do it please do that yes, slash double espresso yes cool. anyway sorry anyway sorry <laughs> so that was your favorite episode yeah all right, 
should we get to this New York Times question? And it's going to be a bit awkward now because yes. they are very personal questions. And now we have also no, audience. Now we have a guest. Yeah, so I would love here our intimacy. So we have an audience as well for this. So let's start, I guess. Yes. Given the choice of anyone in the world, Claudio, whom would you want as a dinner guest? You mean except Kalle? I mean except Kalle. <laughs> Um, I would want to go to dinner with Michael Jordan. Okay. Why? Michael Jordan, when I was younger, well, I had one idol that was this Italian singer and I managed to become kind of friends with him. I worked for him. And, Giovanotti. Uh, Giovanotti, yeah. And then it was Michael Jordan. It was my sport idol, the guy that achieved everything. He retired, gave, came back, achieved everything. And uh, it was gifted in a way, but it was also hardworking and yeah, like kind of his mental work that he did on himself was amazing. So I would definitely want to have dinner with him. Also because he owns a steakhouse in New York. So ah, it's nice. perfect. <laughs> it's perfect. Yes. <laughs> so he can bring you to dinner. To yes. So Michael, if you hear this, if anybody is a friend of Michael, Michael, I'm waiting. Nice. What about you? I would probably want to go have dinner with... Uh, so I would invite as a dinner guest Elon Musk. And I think because uh, next to Steve Jobs is probably the craziest, most incredible genius that we've had in our lifetime. And he's like, you know, many people say we want to change the world, but he's really changing the world with uh, well, with SpaceX, with the Tesla and everything. And uh, the only problem is that I know that he goes crazy if people make grammar mistakes when they talk to him. And he might, you know, it's said that he leaves rooms when someone in the meeting makes a mistake, like grammar mistake, because he can't stand it. So probably he would be at our place for about <laughs> <Few seconds>. five <laughs> minutes. <laughs> But, he, the, you know, the more I can get in there, that, you know, I would just like to get a peek in a crazy head. That's, that's, that's all I would like to get. Nice. Nice. Now, second question for you. Would you like to be famous in what way? My God, these questions. This is only the second one. I, I guess a little bit, not too much. And in what way? I think um, to do something like uh, smart or, for example, like related to work or this podcast. <laughs> So, like, if we would become sort of famous, like that someone Aren't would... we already? Right. Our thousand listeners? That, you know, like, if we would make, like, let's say we make, at the end of this, we make one million. For me, that's enough. Million like, dollar or listeners? a million listeners, okay. I mean. A million listeners. So, that's that would be, you know, I would be enough with it because it means... Easy. Dream higher. Yeah, because it means Think that... Elon Musk. What is one million listeners? Yeah, because it means that that is something that we did with our head, sort of. Yeah. How about you? I don't know if I would like to be famous. I think it's a lot of, uh, it changes your life. So you're not, when you become, I always thought, when I thought about Ricky Martin, the singer, and I always thought that basically it's a company, it's two guys, one is writing and the other one is on the stage, Ricky Martin, and nobody knows about the other guy that is basically has the same money as the Ricky Martin, but he doesn't have the same fame. So you live kind of an anonymous, nice life. So if you think about Steve Jobs, all these people, they, couldn't go on Disneyland to Disneyland or no, other places. No. So their life becomes, except if you are, what was the guy in the Tim Ferriss uh, 
Kevin Costner. So there is a, I don't give a shit. Like I bring my kids everywhere except bars because there is women are drunk. They say thing, but I go to Disneyland, I go to places, but I think it takes that kind of personality. Yeah. So, but, but for example, like you were famous. Oh my God, this episode is going to take forever, but who cares? In Lithuania. Like you were, you were famous in Lithuania. Yes. So how was that? You like that. What because I it wasn't that much. Maybe. I wasn't that famous. So the famous that I was, the people on the street, they will look at me, recognize and smile or come and talk to me. That was the kind of famous that I liked that. I do that with people normally. I just don't <laughs> talk to people. So I treat like everybody, is, they will be famous. So for, for a second, it was like, oh, nice. They treat me the same way. Okay. But I wouldn't want people to come and ask my autograph. Like, oh my God. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's cool for 10 minutes. In virtual reality, as we discussed the last episode, like I would like to be famous in virtual reality for a while but not in reality i think you, you don't need that it's just uh it's but definitely i want to change the world so that's the way without people knowing that cool all right question number four number three before making a telephone call do you ever rehearse what you're going to say and why uh i do well sometimes for example when i i started this sales job a long time ago and i was selling cosmetics and uh, i remember that i rehearsed for one hour all the possible scenario because I didn't know anything about cosmetics. So I was going to buy a beauty center that, that there was their business. How about what you need to call your girlfriend or partner or like those kind of calls? Like if it's something that you need to talk about a bit serious. Well, let's say a, a breakup call or a, a, I want to tell something to my sister call or some calls. Well, definitely. I guess rehearsing is good in your mind at least. I don't go through the phone call on the mirror maybe. But yeah. I think about the major points I want to cover and yeah. what am I going to say. I have to say that I do that as well. And uh, I guess especially when I'm not 100% sure of what's the message or on the other hand is when I know that my request might be understood wrong or that you know there's that area of like gray area that's like okay if they get me wrong i'm gonna fuck up <laughs> so then i rehearse that and i have to say i rehearse even with loud voice in the car for example when i'm driving i'm sometimes rehearsing and then i make the call and it usually goes completely against everything the like, rehearsal. They, like the rehearsal like there's nothing of what i rehearse that usually happens but you know that's that's okay you still you you, you feel more confident uh, what what will constitute constitute a perfect day for you? So we are number four. Yes. Oh, the number. I didn't see the number. Yeah, number four. What will constitute? How do you pronounce that? <laughs> constitute. Yeah. Yeah, a perfect day for you. A perfect day uh, would be, I guess. Uh, you wake up early. I wake up early always. <laughs> now it would be a mix between. Uh, on time, family and friends. So basically I would wake up early and work out because I love that. Like it wakes up my body and my brain. And then I would have long breakfast with my family, you know, go maybe to the park, do something with my kids and then uh, have something with my wife, like, uh, you know, a romantic getaway, lunch, whatever, somewhere. And then in the evening, maybe with her, maybe without her, but then go out and have fun with my friends. And then, uh, it would be like a pretty good day. And I guess, I guess my wedding might have been one of those okay. days oh, nice. or even better, someone else's wedding 
because you go there less pressure less pressure you are abroad especially i remember for example in montpellier or, or in uh, in istanbul like you go abroad with the one you love anyway with the one you love exactly uh, and there's your friends anyway uh, that you haven't seen for a while you go out and then you party and then the next day you're staying so that's really cool yeah uh, yeah so somebody else wedding somebody else wedding is a perfect thing yeah <laughs> interesting how about you so for me when i think do you remember when i was crazy about dancing And I had these days where you will dance basically close to 24 hours. Oh my God. And uh, at the end you're exhausted, but it was just most fun thing ever. You have live music, jazz band. In this case, I used to dance Lindy Hop and live jazz, swing music. People dress very nicely from the 30, 40, all these smiling, happy people dancing. That's pretty much like a, That's a cool. perfect day. Like you, you got to meet like all lots of new people and some old people and everybody dancing in a different way. So you get, it's very physical in a way. It's, uh, uh, you know, like it's tiring. You, you connect and touch yeah. people and laugh and do things together. So it's, it's really fun. I like, don't know if we have time for all of this, but for example, there's, I remember when you came home from a festival in, in Sweden where you were there for a week, I think. Yeah, and it two, was two weeks, two weeks. It was like, you've been away. I don't want to say 56 hours, but it was something crazy like that. And then you slept for I think one and a half day. And, and then when you woke up, it was like, you woke up from a coma, like you couldn't walk and you were like, It was amazing. <laughs> it didn't look like it. Like it looked like you came from, you know, a very suffering place. Uh, it was intense. It was, it was intense. intense yeah. uh, it's close to perfect. Nice. Number five. When do we need to do all of this? Well, the singing to yourself. Okay. I think we sing all the time. When did you last sing to yourself? All the time. Or to someone else? All the time. Okay. I just sing all the time. I Good. don't know about you. I sing all the time to my daughters, for example, and to my wife when she bickers a bit against me then i go there and i'm like uh, 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 and i'm trying to make fun of uh you know of a tricky situation where we might actually discuss and then try to get funny way you know where i got that the way of the superior man in the book he says yeah. he says grabs her grab her hug her and turns her dance around dance away. around that's a bit too much maybe to do but we start to sing it's the same result yeah no i sing on whatsapp sometimes so when i send audio message to people it's like how are you doing today is a beautiful day La -la -la. Ah, that's cool. that you know it's uh especially in the morning when people are a bit like more grumpy and things. Yeah. i just send this crazy singing messages that's cool Kale, when do you sing to yourself Because we still have guests here. Yes. <laughs> I'm not sure. When do, maybe in the mornings sometimes. I dance really? and That's, sing. What? Nice. Time. That's yeah. amazing. But that's my really girlfriend cool. doesn't like that too much. It's too much for her in the morning. So yeah, I still do it. I think, I, think, I think that's a very genetic thing of do not make noise before my coffee. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So what is the perfect day for you? When I wake up and dance and sing, what is the perfect day for you? When my boyfriend doesn't dance and sing. Like, uh, pretty much everything goes, but not that. <laughs> that's why perfect was between like brackets. Yeah, it was between brackets. What's your perfect, perfect day? day. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> okay. If you were able to live at the age of 90 and retain either the mind or the body of a 30-year-old for the last 60 years of your life, which one would you want? Mind. Of course it's mind. Mind. Like what, what is My this? My grandmother had Alzheimer's. She was very healthy. She couldn't understand anything. It was just a pain for everybody. She could have walked for... 40 kilometers. It, it, it was a pain, miles. but I, I can tell you that for my grandma, it was useful when my parents would go on holiday and uh, 
she would really need my mom. And she was like, so when do your parents come back? And I'm like, tomorrow. Each day for 20 days, so I would tomorrow. say tomorrow. <laughs> so uh, sorry, it's, you know, it's just fine. I just make a joke. But in that case, it was useful because <laughs> I would say every day tomorrow. Yeah, and she, but also one cool thing was that she forgot her daughter passed away. So when she would ask, Love it. Oh. she hasn't been coming over for a while. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's been very busy for work. You know, she's coming soon. Yeah, yeah. And wow. so that's unfortunately, it's, it was useful. But yeah. But I will keep the mind. I will keep the mind as well. Yeah, me too. Um, do you have, number seven, do you have a secret hunch about how you will die? Uh, well, they say it's going to be either two more and uh, that's what statistics say right yeah heart attack or like uh, ictus or some neuro disease like yeah. alzheimer parkinson and uh, so these are good chances of dying of this of four that. yeah uh the other ones is probably i don't know too much dancing too much dancing. when you're it's 80 a, years yeah, old but that's, but that's a perfect day so it's perfect yeah you can die on a perfect day I, I have to say that... Uh, I hope it's drugs. When I'm 90 years old, uh, trying LSD... Okay, it's then, not a hunch though, but it's just, you just hope that. And then you go, okay. I think, I think like, actually because I, like, uh, I don't know. I, I have this fear that I'm going to die in an accident, like car accident, in a very stupid way. And like, you know, a bit older, 60 something. But somehow, like, that's someone else's fault. Because I always say that driving is the most dangerous thing. Like, people say, like, oh, you travel to, you know, China, whatever. And that's dangerous. Like, that's not dangerous. Dangerous is when you're in the car. And it's not because of you. It's because of someone else who's stupid. And for some reason, I think that's going to be. But, you know, maybe I just hope it's not going to be in a bad suffering. So I guess that's that's the hope. Name three things. Number so eight. Number eight. Name three things you and your partner appear to have in common. So me and my partner is me and you yeah. here. What do we have in common? So we have we are social, a network, talkative, <laughs> and uh, outgoing, beautiful, outgoing, outgoing, not beautiful, not beautiful. No, I think I, I, I wanted to. And so we have a beard. I think actually I wanted to say we both. We're very positive. Yeah, very do think outside the box. I don't know about that, but like I think we both know that we are not perfect and we are ready to mm. to accept our weaknesses mm. and fight to get better, even if we don't get better. Like even if we do the same mistakes all over again, and you know, but we try. At least we try, and I think we both give. You I know, like we, to learn and improve. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Definitely not handsome. Let's delete that. That's not handsome. <laughs> Set one complete. Set one complete. Yes. Du, 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 du. Now. Number. Oh, I don't know anymore. Oh, this, don't know is number, this is number one yeah. again. Well, yeah, there's eventually well, 36. Set two, number one. If a crystal ball could tell you the truth about yourself, your life, the future, or anything else, what would you want to know? My God. Okay, I I have to say I could be very selfish with that, but if I would have a crystal ball, I would want to know, like, I, will my daughters be okay in about 20 years? And if not, why? So can I do something to prevent oh. to prevent that, you know, one of them goes into drugs or something? Are we connected to the movie now, Arrival? Well, no, no, yeah. but, you know, I have them. Like, there's, there's actually one thing of being a father that, like, 
that you don't think about them, you enjoy whatever, but you always have them in the back of your mind. So for example, since I'm a father, I stopped saying, oh, I wish I would be, yeah, or I wish I would, you know, I could live in New York right now, whatever. It's like, no, because that means I wouldn't have my daughters. You know, everything else is fine, but those are, so I guess that. What about you? Me about the future. Um, no, maybe so far the thing I would change, it would be to go back in time and and well but you can't change the past in this case so about the future what would i want to know about the future i don't know i'm not very i never think about it i'm not very curious i don't have daughters so the power of now an amazing book you can get even listen to on audibletrial.com <laughs> one <laughs> thing i want to know will i have kids that's a good one yes yes i don't have kids but i would like to know will i ever have kids in this life or next or Cool. Number two of set two. Yeah. Is there something that you've dreamed of doing for a long time and why the fuck haven't you done it? Yeah, the fuck was out of <laughs> It's not in the original New York Times set. But yeah, oh, that's to me. Is there something I've dreamed of doing for a long time? Um, well, there's one thing I've been postponing now for a long time that it's not really important, I think, but it's just to do a handstand. Ah, so I would yeah. like to start training to do a handstand and Kali can do it. It's why, why, why haven't you done it? Okay, while we are talking, Kali is going to do a handstand. So why haven't you done it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I think that now we're, we're it's going to be on video. It's going to be on video. Wait a second because I'm going to take a picture of you for this episode. Nice. So what, what is going on? And no, why I haven't done it? I haven't done it because uh, I haven't got into a routine yet. So I live in New York every week. I've been traveling in a different place. I didn't, didn't really have time to uh, excuses again. But it's an excuse. There's uh, so many other things I've been doing. Maybe it's not that important, but it's something okay, that you're, I've been... Okay, you're, you're stalling. All right. So a challenge for Claudio next week, you start some training for headstand, okay? We can do it together. There. All right. There you go. I'm in Italy, though. Um, I'll tell you. <laughs> excuses, excuses, excuses. Look at all these excuses you're finding. So is there something I've dreamed of doing for a long time? And why the fuck haven't you done it? <laughs> uh, I think yoga. It's been a very a yoga meditation. And I've been, I don't know. I, I don't know why. I also find the excuse of time. And I think it's an excuse. For meditation, I could just wake up 10 minutes earlier and do 10 minutes. So I have absolutely no whys. I am just not doing it. I know it does very good to me and both yoga and meditation. But it does dream, it says. I don't know if we have dreamed of doing the handstand I miss, yoga or... I miss yoga though. Okay. I, I really miss it. And somehow... From the Tony Horton time? Yeah. I really like because I was so flexible. Tony Horton know. is this uh, guru, fitness guru with yeah. the program P90X. If you haven't done it, P90X will change your life. And they have a yoga program that yeah. is just amazing. Another oh, thing, okay, maybe dreamt is uh, skydiving. Oh, yeah. Well, and I haven't done it because... Or jumping. Yeah, and I haven't done it because I'm a bit scared and because my wife For is... No, but she would prefer me not to do it. And oh, because yeah. I'm afraid, I let her make me not do it. Because, <laughs> of course, if I want, I just do it. But then I'm like, ah, yeah, she doesn't want. So I take her as an excuse of, uh, I, I love you, baby. It's, it's not your fault. Number three of set two. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? My oh my God. God. Are... All right. Well, me is easy because now, okay, I could say my kids. I have two kids. Yeah, yeah blah, go. blah. No, I have to say it's probably putting myself out there and try to, to get into the advertisement 
advertisement agency world or marketing world without having studied it at all. So I studied philosophy and then uh, I went to my ex boss or CEO of the previous company. One day we went to have a beer, I put the CV on the table and I said, let's see how many beers it's going to take, but I want you to hire me because I like digital marketing. I just had a passion for it and I just had got the courage to go up and do it. And he gave me a job. And honestly, I was so scared to death the first day because I had no idea about anything. And then it was in Finnish. So people were talking about words like sharing and fans that I've never heard in my life. So I was like, okay, like it's the first day they're going to fire me. And each and every day for the first about three months, I thought they would fire me. And well, they didn't. <laughs> and I'm still here. I'm still hustling. I'm still doing well. And I think that, you know, in a bit like, I did study then international business and marketing afterwards, but still, I think that was pretty big because it changed my life, really. It sounds quite a big of an accomplishment. Yeah. How about you? I don't know. I'm thinking. There's, uh, what is the greatest accomplishment of my life? I think it's been reinventing myself, although it's, uh, I don't know if it's an accomplishment, being able to, when I was 19, I moved out, that it wasn't very common in Italy. And then I was in Rome, I started to work with website and already it was starting. So I like the new, I like to um, take new path. I'm not afraid of changing. I'm not afraid to move to a different country. I like to learn. I'm very curious. And um, so I think I've been able to reinventing myself quite successfully uh, in my simple, humble life. Totally. Now, number four, what do you value most in a friendship? My dear friend, Claudio. I can tell you, if you need to think about it, I know at least myself. I value honestly, honesty. So like, uh, for example, in my, I was in this previous relationship, which was totally poisonous. And, uh, and somehow people knew about it. And when we broke up, everyone was like, yeah, yeah, we could see that. But it's too easy <laughs> when they tell later. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. But no one told, not even you, like no one told me when I was in it. And, but that's that's one extreme thing. But otherwise, I like, because I share. So if I share, I want the other person to share. And I also can keep, you know, secrets. And I think, like, being honest with each other and don't stab each other in the back. So that's, I value that a lot. Yeah, I think for me, I mean, when I think of friendship, I don't like when people, again, tell you, oh, everything is fine. Oh, you're doing good. Don't worry. So I want somebody to also challenge me. So I like in a friendship that it's a safe environment where you can share things, secrets and things that doesn't that they don't go on. There's a moment where somebody has just to listen to you and some other time you need a slap in the face. So a friend needs to be able to like, man, wake up. Like, mm. what are you fucking doing? Like, nice. Like, don't you see that? So I think the honesty should come together with the fact that sometimes you need to be told that you're doing the wrong thing. Totally. Are we doing that to each other? I think so. I think, I think, so. I think we're pretty good. I think so. I've, I, have to, I have to say when you had this uh, this girl in uh, in Lithuania, like long time ago, I didn't tell you that it was poisonous, even if I could see it. But then I told you after that, that from now on, I'm going to be honest with you. And I've been, I think. So sorry, this was just us. <laughs> us being very intimate with each other. And crying. 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 And crying.
Uh, maybe watching some uh, Lost or How I Met oh, Your yeah, Mother. Yeah, <laughs> I actually crying. So I rewatched the other day How I Met Your Mother, the episode when Marshall's father died, and he thinks, "What is the last thing?" So I rewatched that and I cried because my father died at the same time that Marshall's father died, and How I Met Your Mother. So yeah. it was uh, emotional once again. There's a great thing about that episode that I still remember after many years, which is when they drive the car. And that Marshall thinks his father knows what the what what the hell is he doing in the middle of the fog, and the father is very confident, and the father has no idea. Uh, and I see that a lot myself with my daughters, like so. And you know, you just play it cool, and you have no clue. So now I'm just realizing how my parents had no clue, and for me, my mom knows everything, everything yeah. <laughs> and she probably has no clue either. But you know, you just go with the with the thing, with the flow. Number five of set two. What is your most treasured memory? Oh my God, this question. You know what? Now we're so. It says take your time, think about it. No, yeah, it. we need to do everything. Like 30 boom, seconds, treasured memory. Boom. Uh, yeah, when I ate pizza that time, like three years ago. Like, yeah, that's absolutely my best memory. No. Uh, we gotta think now, but we have 20 minutes for 20 more questions. So. Yeah, let's, let's skip. Uh, we can skip a few of these. Let's go with the one we're inspired. Yeah. Ooh, most terrible memory. At least we can read them to the audience. Yeah, actually yes. you can read to the audience. So yeah. I, I really want to do this maybe, but what is your most terrible memory? I think if I got one. Well, the, the night my father died, I think it was pretty awful. Mm. Like I was there next to his bed in the hospital. You just listened to the last breath. That's, that's quite a horrible memory. And uh, yeah, we talked that night, by the way. I don't know if you remember, like we were chatting on uh, on, um, on WhatsApp or, or talked something like that. I think I, 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 I just yeah. remember an, an audio with you telling me that this was happening or this just happened. Yes, uh, yeah. So that's uh, pretty yeah. touching, I would say. Uh, actually, I can say that probably because it's the it's yeah, it's not terrible because then it turned out well. But yeah, no, I, I, I want to skip this. Um. You if, can't beat my father dying. I'm no, I can't. <laughs> I set the bar too high. I'm you sorry. Said, yeah, you set the bar too Let's high. Let's go back to fun stuff. If you, oh my God, this is, oh, but this is good. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would you change anything about the way you're living right now? Yeah. Well, I think suddenly you would be much more honest with everybody. Although you think you're always honest, you tell things. We don't because we think, you know, but when you know you die, that's it. I can tell you this story. There's like this this girl my age who who died a few months ago back in Italy and uh, and um, she, what serious. she did. Yeah, what what she did? She got like she got cash. She knew she would die. Yeah. What she did was she called all her friend and told them very honestly what was good about them and what was not good about them because she just wanted to be honest with them for one last time. And all her friends said that was amazing. And now I'm thinking. Why on earth don't we do that with each well, other? Well, you need to tell that you're dying. Because if you don't, people will just delete you from their <laughs> Facebook and everything. So if you start like, you know, <laughs> I have cancer. I have cancer. I want to tell you this. And then suddenly, oh, by the way, I got cured. But if you don't tell that you have cancer, I think people will just hate you. Who the fuck are you to tell me this? But why is it like that? Like, like I would I would like you to tell me, you know, honestly, you know, if, if I do something wrong. Or we talk just about honesty. But of course, you, you know, but it's just, I'm just saying, of course, I'm just, we are not going to do it. But it's just sad that you cannot do it. With yeah, but people. think if uh, the 2,000 people I have on Facebook, they will tell me suddenly like this. They will be very honest. 
but also and, uh, good things because that's the thing it's like you know good thing but i don't know it's uh yeah i think honestly so there's an interesting books about this when people get cancer all the relationship becomes very intimate because mm. people start to even my father became more vulnerable starting to share more telling about the past what i did and uh, definitely ideally we would be more like this but yeah. it's hard it's hard to be honest it's hard to put your emotion on the table because uh, it's when you're vulnerable so it's uh, you, we need to train more to be vulnerable yeah uh, i would do that for example right now i'm because of the 10 ways to save <laughs> episode to improve your financial freedom um i am saving so i would take the savings that i have and i would probably travel the world with my family which you know we we would i'm gonna do in short periods of time anyway, but there I would just take everything I own and travel. Um, okay, this we already said, sorry, we're just going through some of this question. So Claudio, number 11, I don't know how many we jumped, but how close and warm is your family? Do you feel your childhood was happier than most of other people's? That is very interesting, interesting question. Now, my mom would never listen to this, and uh, uh, I'm reading this book now. That what was the title? The we're gonna we're gonna have it later. The I can tell you the title was um, the magic of thinking big. No, no, no. that's another book. It's you're the reading. drama of the gifted child. Yeah. Okay, so how close and warm is your family? So let me tell you uh, what I think, as my mom will never listen to this. I'm just reading the, this book, The Drama of the Gifted Child, and they say that sometimes people think they have a very happy childhood and very sad puberty because they actually don't remember their childhood and they only remember their puberty. So when you go back to your childhood, you realize that you were probably not very happy. And so what happened to me is that I was very happy. These are my memories, but I was very happy because my mom and my father they wanted me to be very happy so there was a lot of pressure for me to show happiness all the time i wasn't really allowed to be sad or crying or anything so my happiness was kind of a mask to be loved because if i was being authentic i think i wasn't being loved because the time i was wow. trying to so this book is very very powerful and what it says is that this grandiose attitude that even I have normally in my life, this being always happy, it's kind of very close to depression. So it's not real happiness. You're happy if everything goes okay, but when it doesn't, actually depression is pretty much knocking the door behind. But, you, but, you, but you've had huge like uh, setbacks in your life and you know like a few years ago you know broke with no job whatever but like you you were never close to depression like because you're a very positive still person or i don't know like well, at you least can I easily haven't reinvent had... yourself let's put it like yeah. this but still like you when you're confronted with certain emotions as, as a kid you never got the space to experiment with them mm. you never felt sadness or mm. like a jealousy or you were not allowed it's simply yeah. like and the example i told you when my father actually died recently and i finally cried two minutes before they closed the casket my mom was like why you're crying you were so good so far yeah. So meaning that now I wasn't good anymore, you know, that uh, crying for my I dead mean, father if, if wasn't can, good. If you can cry there, when do you cry? Yeah, so this is just an example. If you connect back to my childhood, probably yeah. every time I was crying, you know, people were not asking me, like, why are you crying? What's yeah, going on? Yeah. It's like, oh, you shouldn't cry. You shouldn't cry. And, uh, and uh, in a way, you never get in touch with certain emotions and then you struggle. So I think 
as I remember it, to be very happy, but maybe it was just a big show for uh, for my family, my mm -hmm. grandmother and everybody that they had expectations that I was supposed to be like this. I think uh, uh, a bit different. Like uh, I think, okay, there's like a turning point. But if we talk about the childhood, um, I don't want to say I was raised by my mother, but I was very close to my mother. Like very, very close. So my dad had a lot, like he was in politics, in sport, president of every single sport team ever. And I'm the second kid. So you're also the first kid. Yeah. So I think for my brother, who's older, he's always been very, very tough. So my dad would never, ever, ever give him, still to do this day, would never tell him he's proud of him or that he did something good. But he was always proud of me. Or like sort of, you know, he thinks I'm successful, whatever. Which is not true, but you know he, he thinks that, and I'm I'm okay with it, and uh, and of course I'm not gonna tell him no, no I'm not, um, and so it was hard, but he was never there, so I was always with my mom. So every weekend I spent the whole week with my mom. We would go biking, we would go together, whatever. So in a way, you know, I don't want to say sort of treat me more like a girl like that, but we would hug a lot. I would sleep a lot, you know, next to my mom, hugging and whatever, taking naps together, these sort of things. But then she was never the one that would like, don't go away. So I lived abroad since I'm 17. Yeah. So, and she was the one pushing me to actually do things because she had to stop doing things. So she loved to travel. She loved, okay. she loved French. She had an own job. But when she married my dad, she had to go work with him, do the sort of things that she sort of had, you know, she had the wings and somehow the wings had she been She wanted to give you changed. freedom. Exactly. My so, mom did similar things. Yeah. She didn't keep... My father wanted when I moved when I was 19. My mom wanted to... She was okay with that. My yeah. father, my grandmother was like, no, where are you going? It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. The yeah. world is dangerous. Exactly, so exactly. Stay here. Yeah. And I was like, get, get Go away. away. <laughs> yeah. And then there was though this turning point about my dad, which was when I then spent a year abroad. So my dad would never laugh. He was always serious. Then I went a day a year abroad. When I came back, so I haven't seen him for a year. I come back and he's crying. He's laughing. He's just like, what happened? My mom's like, yeah, you went abroad and he became a teddy bear. Oh. And I was like, what? So basically there's my dad before I went up and everybody knows that. Like all my neighbors, everybody's like, oh yeah, yeah. You should have seen your dad before <laughs> you went abroad. So anyway, so now my family changed. We're all very close. So it's fine. But yeah. Hey, set number two complete. Yes. So number three. Only 15 minutes remain, it says here. It's amazing. Set number three. We skipped a few questions because it would take a bit too long to record this. Tell your partner, which is in, the, in this case is me, what you like about them and be very honest this time, saying things that you might not say to me on the first day that you've met me. Then I have, actually, let's have a, an additional question. What did you think the first time you met me? So we met. Hey, let's boo. Background. <laughs> I'm going crazy here. I'm a bit drunk as well. So background story. Background story of all of this. So how did I meet Claudio? Oh, so it was. How did I meet your mother? How did <laughs> I meet your mother? Yeah. So it was 9/11, 2010, I think, and uh, so about seven years ago. Was it? Like no, 2008. 2008. But it was Christmas. Was it no, December? It was 9/11. 9 9/11 9 is uh, September. Uh, I, I was, it was my first day in Helsinki, or second day in Helsinki. I was going with my bike to finish course and I'm lost. And I see in front of Stockman, this girl and this guy having a sign that read free hugs. Because for 9-11, some people went around squares with free hugs, you know, against racism and against, you know, all of that. 
fear of terror. And uh, I went there, I was like, I don't need free hugs. I need to know where <laughs> my class is. Could, could you guys tell me? And he was very close by. And then they were like, okay, thank you. I go. And then I get lost again. And after about half an hour, I go back again in that same place. So I already was too much late for my finished course. Didn't go to the first lesson. And there is, uh, so there is this girl again, Yanna. Hi. So I'm like, hey, hi. So yeah. So then I was like, yeah. So I guess now I want my free hug from her. And there's the guy. So I was like, yeah, I'm going to hug you too, if it's okay. And he's like, yeah, yeah it's okay. Are you Italian? I was like, yeah. Uh, hi, my name is Claudio. And my name is Simone. So that's, that's how we met. Yeah, and I think by that time I didn't really know anybody from Italy. Like you were really my first Italian in uh, in Finland, and I moved there. I've been around for till two thousand and four, so it was already a few years that I was there. And uh, what I liked, I think, it was your energy. I mean, you you came. You were very good with people, and uh, something that clearly you came because of the lady. For, for, <laughs> but. But, yeah, yes, I mean, I, you, I cannot deny it. But you did that with style. So it was it was well made. And uh, the way I probably would have done it. <laughs> and uh, and I like that. I think a lot of people, they uh, they wouldn't do it or they will do it like in an awkward way. And it wasn't awkward. It was like you came with this good energy that you have all the time when you talk with anybody in a bar or people you just met or you know. So the way you talk with people, you come with this very strong energy and very friendly even though you're asking for a discount maybe or to skip the line or whatever. But the way you do it, it's always like very nice in a very cool. positive way. So that I really like about you. I I mean, that's very simple. I, I, I like a lot about you as well, that. But if I have to say something, I think that like, uh, I think many people get wrong because of uh, maybe the beard or something. But like what I love totally about you is that I could put you in any situation ever and you would fucking nail it. So I could put you in like meeting the president of the United States in a like very elegant dinner and you're going to make people laugh and people are going to be, you know, very happy that you're around. And I can put you in a very like, you know, back ground uh, club in New York full of uh, like black people playing rap which actually happened and still you were the king of the night except so. if, if you think the underground uh, uh, when I went to some underground party in Finland and girls they will ask me like do you have some no, no, no. Like, what do you have some what like, yeah pills like drugs oh uh, sorry no, no. so but still you need it with the beard I think people thought like the way I dance people thought that I was like a drug dealer and yeah, it took me always like, 10 minutes to understand what, what yeah do you want? but like in a way in a way I love it like I love that like I can go around with you anywhere and like you know because it's just it's just really cool like I can present you and I can go with you with everywhere like I would never think oh, he doesn't fit this occasion that I'm going to. I could just bring you along everywhere. So okay. that's that's really cool. Like a white t-shirt. <laughs> you can put me with everything. <laughs> and then I guess, I mean, that goes back to the part that you said maybe a bit about me, but I think you have that 100 times more, which is that you're good with people that you just meet. And like, so we can be anywhere in the world and you're going to make friends and you're going to talk to people and and that's cool and that's easy and then when we are together it's pretty it's, yeah it's really and cool. guys and girls again it wasn't because of uh yeah 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 like totally in general we totally. just like to talk with we people. just like to talk to people <laughs> yeah yeah totally and uh, i think that but even you know i even leave you with my girls and you know my daughters there's no problem like yeah you, you totally handle babies as well it's awesome 
Um, Ooh, now he's sharing with uh, your audience here an embarrassing moment in your life. I have one. Okay. Very Thank embarrassing. You. So when I was young, uh, I think I was 14, I received, no, I come home and my mom has this very happy face and she has a letter in, his, in her hands. And it's a pink letter. It happens to be a love letter written by an anonymous girl. And she was just waiting for me because she wanted to read it. So what happened is that oh, I'm sitting in my bed. My mom is next to me and I'm reading this letter together with my mom. And it was just the most embarrassing moment of my life. Uh, that sounds, like yeah. it was uh, this girl telling, uh, you don't know who I am, but I really like you. And, uh, and then it was, it was smelling so strong because she put a lot of perfume in the letter and she said like i don't put my name but you can recognize me from the perfume and this was so awkward because the whole thing smelled God. like this yeah, yeah. my mom was laughing and i just wanted to kill myself honestly so that was uh, absolutely the most embarrassing moment in my life till uh, the today like uh, uh an embarrassing moment <laughs> that, that, that's 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 really bad <laughs> an embarrassing moment um well, I have two right now in my head. Uh, do I go with Germany or with Italy? You tell me. Italy. Italy. All right. I was in. A, I was at a wedding uh, of someone else, which is which makes it for a perfect, perfect day. day. Yeah. <laughs> now I went with someone as uh, as so, uh, so this wedding, and uh, I talk a lot as usual. So I with my and I gesticulate a lot. So with my hand, I hit this red wine glass that goes over this lady's dress like <laughs> completely. Her dress is all now in red wine. Like, somebody's perfect day. Somebody's a shittiest day. As yes. We said before we call it. Totally. <laughs> totally. And then like she goes, stands up and I, and I felt mortified, but I wasn't embarrassed at all. So the thing is just like, I was like, eh, happens. Oh. What happens is my uncle was there. Look at me like, is that like, are you kidding me? And I was like, what? It's like, you didn't turn red. You didn't like, you, it's like you didn't care. And I was like, nice. I was like, well, you know, who, like, you know, who the fuck do you think you are? You should be embarrassed right now. And him telling me that, like, the fact that I did not oh, get embarrassed, I still remember it. Like how, like, like, sorry, like, I don't know, it, it happened, you know. But I still remember something I should have felt embarrassed and I didn't. Yeah. But his reaction made me feel bad, and he doesn't remember it for sure. And I remember it so clearly of him looking at me like, "The fuck do you think you are?" So that was really embarrassing. I have, I have one. Then you can share the Germany one. Also. Okay. Yeah. So when I came to United States for the first time in my life, it was 98, 1998. After studying five years in English at school, so I knew how are you? Fine, thank you. So we go to... Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. <laughs> exactly, that Italian. The, yeah. So you, we go to a restaurant, the waiter comes and says, how do you do? And I turn around and I say, how do I do what? <laughs> and, uh, and exactly, everybody starts to laugh like crazy, like this. An entire table laugh. And I just go like, what the fuck and i didn't speak for a month like for 30 days i told my girlfriend you talk i just listen that's because uh, i couldn't understand anything it was so hard from italian school where it's not the school in italy you don't have movies you got just the grammar i knew the grammar better than everybody at that table but apparently with grammar you, you know you know answer. you know what what is funny because the german is very similar okay. so <laughs> when when i moved there when i was 17 uh, my aunt 
my aunt wrote the email, wrote the letter of acceptance to school in English. I couldn't write English. I couldn't speak. It. I could speak only Italian. So I was accepted in German school because my aunt wrote the letter in English. So when I got there, I couldn't speak any language but Italian, which doesn't really help in German in high school. <laughs> and uh, so when when people like, then the professor comes in, everybody stands up. I had no idea where to go. So I just go somewhere and stand up. And then the professor says, probably something like, okay, now you sit down. And then I noticed I went in a desk where there was no chair. So I couldn't sit down. And then I'm like, I'm just looking around. People start to laugh a bit. And then the professor talks to me. I don't know what he said, but probably said something like, yes, what do you want? And I'm like, uh, 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 because I couldn't speak. It was German. Who speaks German in the first day? And, uh, and, uh, and then there was this guy, Toby, who's the only friend I still have in Germany at this nice. moment. Who actually said like I think you you need this a chair and he showed a chair and then he, he gave me the chair nice. and he was the only one in the class and Toby to this day I still love you because of that nice yeah nice. but that was very embarrassing yeah I, I can feel the pain um when did you last cry in front of another person or by yourself well by myself was three days ago when I watched the the How I Met Your Mother episode ah, I think it was pretty yeah. much uh, that moment. Yeah, I another person some movie. I, I cry when I watch the movies normally. And people get surprised. Why do you so one time I was in Sicily in Italy and uh, there was this movie was Men of Honor uh. where the first uh, Afro American man is like whatever, it's like some kind of racial movie thing. And I start to cry and then it's like, what's going on? Like this girl asked me, I was like, Well, don't you see the same movie I'm watching? Like uh, yeah, apparently there were other guys too and nobody was crying. So um me i cried uh, i cried uh, sorry i cannot answer this because i cried for a book and i remember clearly i was in downtown campi walking with my kindle and i had to stop because i couldn't see the words ah yeah of course it was it was the nightingale which is the book i said a few episodes ago but the nightingale so it's about two i said already but it's about two women in the second world war in france you so can find it at audible.com. Yeah, exactly. And like, I just remember that I was walking and I couldn't see the words because I, I was crying. And I was like, okay, now I'm in downtown and I'm crying by myself <laughs> by, by walking. <laughs> I'm reading a book. So it's a book. And then in front of another person, uh, I think uh, it was when our daughter, seven months ago, when she was born. Uh, so there, it's just like, you just cry. Like, you know, she cries, I cried and that's it. Probably a lot of movies, but I don't want to say that because every time I cry for movies and then I'm like to my wife, are you crying? She's like, no, why are you? No, do you think I'm crying? <laughs> Stupid movie. <laughs> so I do cry with movies, but don't tell do you my remember, wife. Were you with me when we went to see Up, like the Pixar <laughs> movie? Five minutes into the movie, I started crying. And then Tomas, our friend, that uh, is on Kickstarter now, you can go and pay like for whatever he's doing with video games. He turned around and said, Claudio, already? Like it was five minutes into the movie. And it was 10 seats away, but he could hear me like, <laughs> yeah. Record. Yes. Actually, the record, if you want to say this, the record movie, which, which movie did you cry the most in your life? Oh, do you remember when you came home? Like, uh, I was... Oh, you were <laughs> super crying. What was that? The Redemption. Sham, what is it? Oh, the Shansak Redemption? What amazing movie. It's yeah. amazing. So oh, whatever, was crying so much. Whatever is this, actually. I was watching, you had the DVD. So I put the DVD 
movie like oh my god i start crying and the moment it gets so serious the dvd stops working so what i had to do i had to go and download the movie in the middle of the thing start to watch it again but I was so crying when you came home in the middle of the movie. I was I couldn't talk. I, I, <laughs> I was like, "What happened? I what only, happened?" I show you the DVD cover, <laughs> and I couldn't no, talk. I still remember you had the because you always have all these. You had like a hundred papers. Was like, <laughs> it was like, I was like, "What happened? What happened?" I was with you like, "Ah, fun cooler." <laughs> yeah. It was like, you know, somebody died, but it was just so intense. Since since we are doing the New York Times question, I can tell you the movie I cried the most because I remember the New York Times poll on their website, which was how many times did you cry for this movie? Once, several, none, I'm a robot. And it's Toy Story 3. Okay. And I'm not kidding. I cried so much for that fucking cartoon. And I remember, I remember crying like, but like crazy. And then laughing because I was crying so much and it's a cartoon. And you're like, I can't cry. I'm, I'm an adult and it's a cartoon and I'm crying like crazy. And then I, I was with him, with my wife there. It was girlfriend at the time. So I turned around a bit scared, like, yeah, so is it okay? I turned around. She had the 3D glasses off and she was just crying completely, like completely crying. And, and it, you know, it's, it's insane. Well, I don't know. And, and we have it. And I know because we have it, we, we, we bought it. Because we bought it after that and we have it in the laptop. And whenever we're like, hey, should we watch it again? It's like, yes. Ah, no, I don't want to cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I'm but, not ready for it. But yeah, it's, I don't know. It, they're good. This they're guy's good. a picture. They're, they're really good. They're really I've good. cried with every single movie. Ratatouille. But and, Toy, uh, Toy Story 3. It's, okay. um, it's crazy. Hey, we, have, we are almost at the end of this. So Maybe we cut it here. Maybe. What, what time is it? Actually, it's the end. It's the end. Yes, it was so the end. I can tell you because there was a last question, which was, was you cannot go back. I said, no. look your partner in the eye and say, look, look your partner in the eye for five minutes without saying anything. But I guess we <laughs> yeah. don't need to do that in a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine we did that. Yeah, this is the end. So anyway, it was fun. It was fun. Yeah, high five. Hey, nice. Yes. And uh, I hope it was fun also for Kalle and our it's guest nice. here. And nice. uh, yeah, if you want to do it, it's going to be a link. Uh, for you somewhere and but you can google modern modern love 36 questions and you will find us if you don't want to find the link and uh, should we do a very short what we are reading right now no okay i think we're done the episode I think we're cool. done we cried and uh, now that's it see you next episode ciao ciao